Today is history. And I think it's worth celebrating. I put it out into the ether that I wanted to start having females on this podcast because when I was looking at the episodes that I'd done, I'm like, wow, making some good progress, Fletch, but you're interviewing all dudes. So I was really intentional about this one. Hey, what's going on? It's Friday. My name is Fletch and welcome to Friday with Fletch. Jackie is a blogger, a mystic, a yogi, and a holistic health advocate. In this episode, Jackie talks about the value around doing the work and prioritizing that relationship with yourself and how to get to know yourself at a very deep, deep level and the value behind doing that. She also talks about the different tools and things that she has learned on her own journey and what she does when resistance or fear come up. So without further ado, I would like to give you episode number seven. I I think I would like to kick it off with just asking you what comes up in your head and in your body when you hear the word creativity. Yeah, that's a really good question because... It's something that I think has the idea of what creativity means has morphed a lot, even over like just the past year. Um, Because growing up, I was definitely one of those people that would have made you cringe saying, oh, I'm not creative. That's just not me, you know, and to a certain extent still that sometimes comes up because I'm not creative in the traditional sense where like I'm just going to paint a picture or I'm going to create this beautiful piece of art. And so many people think that it's about like, the thing that you produce, you know, it's about this piece of art. It's about this almost like material, tangible thing that you can actually like experience. And for me, like the aesthetics, those different like kind of things, that's not how I'm creative. But the way that I'm creative is in like solving problems in a fun way, you know, like coming at things from different angles, learning about like all sorts of different, um, like just different spiritualities, different tools, different things that can like expand my mind so that the way that I look at the world is creative almost, you know, it's not necessarily this piece of art that I'm going to like hand someone, but like the way I live, I try to see that as like the creative piece of art that I'm putting out into the world. Dope answer. And I think in a lot of ways, what you, what I hear you saying is the world tells you or the world tells us that creativity is, oh, you have to be artistic or you have to be in the arts and, and produce something such as a piece of music or a painting. Um, and what I hear you saying is your job and how you think about your life and how you think about your relationship to creativity is you can be creative in how you go about walking your dog. You can be creative with like the littlest things and the, the way creativity and spirituality morphs for you um i think has played a huge role in expanding like your palette and Mm -hmm. expanding how you think about um 
kind of bursting the box and or breaking the chains of like these these past relationships with like thinking that you may not be creative. Yeah. Um, so diving more into how I guess spirituality has played a role in that uh, relationship to creativity. I just am, I would love to hear. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because I think in some ways it's almost made me like mad at my spirituality or like mad at God because I'm like, I want to show up in this way where like, because a lot of people they see like when they're creating, when they are like putting out a beautiful piece of art, they almost feel like they're channeling God into it. Um, So a lot of times like when I would try to do a watercolor painting or like whatever different kind of like art that I would try, I would be like, all right, God, like just show up, you know, and it wouldn't flow through that same way. Um, so I almost had these expectations of like how it should look. Um, but God still shows up in like every other thing that I'm doing in the way that I'm solving problems in the way that I'm just like going to certain events and meeting certain people and all these different things. Like everything is spiritual. You know, it's not just that like piece of art that like flowed from someone's heart. You know, it's the draw that I have to learn about different things and to talk with different healers and teachers and have all of these different like walks of life being like combined into my own unique way of being Mm. and you say everything is spiritual it's like everything is creative too Mm because you want to like zoom all the way out you are a creation and if you believe you're formed from a creator therefore naturally i'm creative yeah and then what life is about is figuring out oh how do i create what are the unique gifts that i am given that are intertwined or written on my my heart and soul um and like relationship to spirituality um and we are diving more into like how those two kind of intertwine and are like a little bit of a yin and yang um and it's it's cool because some people they may not have the relationship with oh i'm creative Mm -hmm. or oh i'm not spiritual and i think that's their human perspective on their life. Yeah. And so when you think about, oh, I am creative. Oh, I am spiritual. Um, you know, that's also your human perspective. And what I've found in my own journey is the colors seem a little bit more vibrant um, when you expect, expect, no, when you accept that, you are a spiritual being having yeah. a human, living in a human body um, and having a human experience mm-hmm. um, instead of you're a human having a spiritual experience. Yeah. Um, and I think you're also having like a, a creative experience. Mm-hmm. And going off that, is there anything in, in your life that you can remember like growing up as like a kid where someone told you that you weren't creative or told you that you were creative. Damn, that's funny because I didn't even know what question you were going to ask. But as soon as you said, like, was there a time when you were a kid? This instantly popped into my mind. And um, <laughs> so for elementary school, we had a talent show. And I don't know what age is, but I'm going to say it was probably third grade through like fifth grade. I showed up to the talent show and I did the same like routine all three years, even though I didn't make it into the talent show the first year, I didn't make it into the talent show the second year. And the third year I finally did, but someone else had made up a dance to the same song. So 
they were like, okay, well, Jackie, you can be in it, but you have to like collaborate with these people and like they have to let you into their group and they'll teach you their dance. So <laughs> these older girls, of course, got into the talent show and I was supposed to be in their group, but they were like, no, you can't be in this group. <laughs> so okay so I got rejected from the talent show three times then doing the same routine you guys it was a it was a dance we can call it a dance but like the song was upside down bounce off the ceiling by 18s I don't remember what the actual name of the song was but hmm. it was like how, how does it go upside down bouncing off the ceiling <laughs> Nice. Okay, I know that one. <laughs> and like the dance that I was doing was like I literally like put my hands up like upside down, like thinking about it, like it would be a great TikTok dance. Honestly, maybe I should put it on the talk and just redeem myself <laughs> from getting rejected three times. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a moment where I was like, like I'm so proud of little Jackie for like continuing to put herself out there. Like that's awesome, good for her. And like I remember it being like painful that it didn't happen, but obviously it wasn't painful enough to like throw me off you know like I kept showing up I kept doing it and maybe I tweaked the dance like a little bit like add a little more spice the next year or something like that but like it's really cool to look back on that and see like how resilient I was in that point because I think nowadays like I don't know the rejection stings more so like if I do put something out there and it's not received well I feel like I'm a lot less likely to like show up again especially Mm. not with the exact same thing that I already got rejected for you know why do you think that is you lost I lost the innocence of that child I guess I don't know I feel like there's just so much like things feel more high stakes like Mm. now I'm an adult you know like when you're a kid you're supposed to mess up you're supposed to like be playing around with all these things and as an adult it's less acceptable in society you know like you're supposed to be figuring things out you're not supposed to be I don't know like committing to something that isn't your natural path I guess you know and like the fact that I got rejected from the talent show three times. Maybe I'm not meant to be a dancer slash choreographer. But but maybe you were supposed to have that experience to then teach you what it means to be resilient. Yeah. And to then apply it into something else that you do in your life. Because now you can look back and be like, oh, that taught me something mm-hmm. about like my my little Jackie. Yeah. The little Jackie who lives inside me and who is like the essence of who I am. So then I can carry that with me when I go and, you know, and, and go through and, um, in my life yeah, that's and you cool. get to carry that with you. Thinking about like when I mess up again, cause inevitably I'm going to make some sort of mistake oh, or really? be rejected, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can just channel little Jackie, mm. little Jay, you know, have her come really? back in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny cause I, I am really big on like doing inner work. And one of the things that I've been focusing on is like doing inner child healing. And a lot of times it goes back to like the ways that I was hurt as a child or like something that like impacted me. Um, But it's cool to like look back on that. And I'm sure like in some way, shape or form, like being rejected from the talent show did hurt me, you know, but also looking back and seeing like the gift that was too and how like I was able to show up again and again, even after it didn't go the same way that I wanted it to go. Um, So it's cool because there's like the healing of little Jackie, but there's also the healing of present Jackie by like channeling that, you know? So I think that She's meant to teach me things and I'm meant to teach her things at the same time. And I hear you talking about inner work. Yeah. What does that exactly mean? And and like, how are you going about that right now? Yeah. So it's a lot of self-reflection and okay. learning about the ways you are and looking at patterns that are showing up in your life and like really dating yourself, honestly. And like 
getting to know yourself on a super deep, intimate level. Because a lot of times, like, we're, I mean, we're obviously around ourselves 100% of the time. But how often are we actually, like, connecting with ourselves? Like, Mm. how often are we not just, like, letting our minds run wild? And, like, how often are we being intentional about, like, checking in with ourselves? Like, okay, what do I want in this present moment? And just, like, stopping to breathe, too. Something as simple as that. Like, I've noticed lately if my heart's, like, beating really fast or I'm moving too quickly, I just, like, stop and put my hand on my heart and just take a deep breath. And there's just like, you want to do that right now? Let's do it. Cool. Not because we're going out of funk. I just kind of, I want to try it. Put the hand on the heart. All right. All right. If you're listening to this, try, try it with us. You're going to put your right hand over your heart. Kind of like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. And I mean, if you're a female, you can put your other hand like on your womb space, which is another place that's super healing. Men might have, uh, it might be healing for you too. Give it a try. Womb space. (laughs) And then just taking a deep breath in and sighing it all out. (sighs) How do you feel? A little lighter. Yeah. It's like centering. It just brings you back into the present moment. Mm. Breath. That's been my my thing for uh, Lent Mm. because I've been doing a different breathing exercise every day. I think it's been very challenging. Um, just to breathe because breathing is such a subconscious i guess activity like you don't think about breathing throughout your day or when you're sleeping it just kind of happens and if you have trauma or something that has happened in your life um or like stress in any sort of capacity your breath can get affected and your Mm -hmm. shoulders could rise and then your posture could get and everything can um get affected in some sort of way and i think it starts, and I believe it starts with breath. Mm-hmm. And breath can like really um, be an awesome building block and catalyst for other things to, to take place. Right. Because we hold a lot of like these traumas and these emotions and stuff like in our bodies. Like if you are someone who has like dealt with a lot of shit in your life and you're just like, you carry it. Like you will see someone like they'll tend to be more hunched over and more closed off. And like sometimes just like taking those deep breaths like that can like, you can watch someone like physically just transform, like their chest will broaden, their heart will open, they'll just look so different. Mm. Like it's crazy the effect that like breath, like just breathing normally can do. But there's also like special like forms of breath work that I've participated in where you are like intentionally breathing for 20 minutes. And it's like, you're, you're inhaling more than you're exhaling. So you get more like something happens in your in your your bloodstream or something where you get like more o2 intake yeah I think. yeah yeah so then you like it it trips the same thing in your brain as like dmt or something like that i'm i don't know the exact science behind it but it like it tends to like create some sort of release so a lot of people will like start bawling because of it um sometimes people's hands will like clam up and like it just physically like it, it really like is impacting your physical body in so many ways for me my like main form of release is laughter so like there's all these people who are like sobbing during this breath work and then I'm this girl just like laughing out loud like uncontrollably laughing but that's just like that's how my that's how I emote the easily the easiest the easiest <laughs> is just like laughing heck yeah word of the day is easily <laughs> <Easiest. laughs> that's a good one do you has that always been the case for you like laughing as a kid and I think so. Like, cause for me, like I'm still not a big crier. Like when mm. I cry, it's cause I'm laughing so hard most of the time. And 
I don't, I mean, I think like it, you can have the same form of release. And I also think like a lot of times it was easier to laugh than it was to cry. Um, so it, it was kind of something I picked up. Like there was definitely a lot more people like laughing when I was growing up than people crying about over things. Um, so I think I just kind of picked up on that and it stuck with me. And, you know, sometimes you can be super sad and still like laughing because I think that to me like creates lightness. Mm. It can make any situation that feels super heavy and super dark. Like it's still working through those emotions, you know, but sometimes you got to laugh through them. I think the joy of it all is being able to be like, oh, this is what I'm feeling in this. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that laughter is something that like comes out for you, like, that's okay. That's what makes you, you. Totally. And it's funny because I do, I have that expectation and I do like get disappointed sometimes because I'm like, why can't I just cry? I just want to cry. And it's like, but I do, I laugh so much more than like anyone. Like that's, I, I just have to realize like, that's a gift. That's just how I emote. And instead of trying to change it, instead of trying to force myself to have these tears, like just laugh it out. Like, that's okay. Mm. Like maybe eventually it will turn into tears. And like, that will be the way that I like handle my emotions. But for now, except the laughing, you know, because I think like, anytime you're trying to force something, it's way less likely to actually happen. So if I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm gonna make myself cry, like, it's very unlikely that I'm actually gonna cry. And if I do, it's probably because I've like inflicted pain on myself, which is not something I want to do. So it's just like, instead of trying to force that, force those tears, I can just like, lean into the laughter. And like, eventually those tears will end up coming. Hmm. Have you ever laughed so hard that you've gotten the collie wobbles? The collie waffles? I think that's a new term. Can the you define wobble- for me? Well, yeah, I'll use my my Webster in my brain. <laughs> um, I believe the collie wobbles are a noun, but it is an extreme and excruciating pain in the lower parts of the belly due to laughter. Oh, I'm sure I have. Okay. And so, sometimes it feels like an ab workout. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, and it's also medicine because you're gonna you're gonna live longer if you laugh more. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good to know. I'm going to live a damn long life then. I know, Jackie. I'm, I'm feeling at least 108 for you. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Especially with modern science. Yeah, that's a good number. Yeah. That's like the same. That's like infinity from yoga or something. Exactly. Something just, like, just like I... Um, one thing I'm really good at doing, guys, is looking at Jackie, looking at her in the eyes and being able to um, prophesize when things are coming <laughs> in, in, in her life. I don't think I believe that because... <laughs> If I remember correctly, you told me last April, I believe it it might have been 420. It, maybe that wasn't the exact day. I don't know. It was some, sometime around your birthday. Um, I was supposed to meet the love of my life. I was supposed to fall in love. And you know who falls in love? Fletch does. Mm. Yep. So he, he pretended to prophesy that over me, but really he received it himself. But sometimes, you know, what you give to others, you end up receiving. So Wow. Yeah, so maybe I just need to prophesy love over someone else and it'll <laughs> yeah, come my way. Come back to you. <laughs> I think I was like manifesting it in a way too, but I didn't even know I was manifesting it. Um, wait, say that again. Which part? So, no, sometimes you give something to others, but you end up receiving it. Yeah, I think that happens really often actually. It's like what you put out into the world is what you end up getting back. Mm. And that can come in terms of like kindness, bitterness, like your outlook on the world. Like if you're seeing everything as like, oh, this is shit, this is terrible, like, more terrible shit things are going to come your way. But if you're like, you know what, I have a lot to be grateful for, like, you're going to end up finding more and more things to get grateful for. And that might be like, partially because of just confirmation bias, and you want to, um, like, confirm what your brain is already thinking, you know, 
But I think there's also like just some universal spiritual law that you attract in what you're putting out. What do you feel like you're putting out right now? Mm. Openness. Mm. Um, expression. Which is something that I feel like was, well, I don't know how exactly you can get openness and expression back. But they, no, you can. That's how people are going to respond to me. You know, like the more that I'm able to open up to others, the more that they're going to be able to open up to me. The more that I'm expressing myself to other people, the more that they're going to be able to express themselves to me. Yeah, I feel like you answered that for totally. yourself, which is cool. And I feel like you bring that out in me too, because you're someone who is very like expressed. You are totally who you are. You are fully yourself. And it makes me feel like I can be fully myself around you as well. Hmm. And that's a gift. And you have to be really conscious sometimes to be like, whoa, that person's like bringing negativity into the space. Like I'm not, I'm not letting that in me. Totally. Um, yeah. That just makes me think about like, okay, so what, what happens when you do show up like as your fully open, like goofy self to someone and they don't receive it? That's a great question. And what I feel is I'll try a different tactic almost. Like yeah. I'll feel myself being like, okay, they're not picking up on this. Um, maybe I'll try to like meet them where they're at sort oh, of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'll get like really solemn and be like, gosh, this stock market sucks right now. <laughs> I'm like, find somewhere I can go with them where I can connect. Cause then once you're able to like find this like connection with them, then I feel like, okay, the bond has been drawn or the bond has been like connected. And now the molecules can like move together. Yeah. Imagine you're talking to someone, you've never met them before and you realize that they've been to Minneapolis before. Mm -hmm. you, you realize that they have been to your hometown. For some reason, there's this bond that's created right then and there. And now there's like an openness in the conversation. You kind of like trust this person yeah. in a weird way. Like, why is that? Why is that mm -hmm. the case? That is really cool. And it's funny because like whenever I go to the grocery store or something, like I always wear a Minnesota sweatshirt these days. And like almost every single time I'm in the grocery store, someone from Minnesota is like, hey, like they recognize it, you know, which is it's really cool to Shout have out. that connection. <laughs> Shout out Minnesota. News. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think that there's a lot of truth in the that you need to find that like connection point because if you are someone who like say someone's on the scale and they're at a two, like they're pretty grumpy and you're at the 10, like that 10 is just going to like make them further pissed off, you know, because it seems so far, so out of reach. But once you like kind of tone it down a little bit and you can get closer to their level, then you're able to like bring them up, you know, because then it feels more like obtainable. That's just like if someone was like holding a ladder, like way above your head and there's no way you could even possibly reach it you mm. wouldn't even like attempt you know but if they were to like come down a little bit lower and it was just like an easy grab like they'd be much more willing to join you where you're at mm. it's funny because I, I think about a lot of times like in my life and human experience um <laughs> where i've been myself and someone has completely just shut me out yeah and just wanted nothing to do with my positive, optimistic, goofy self. And I'm like, whoa, I have to realize that they, like, I'm not going to vibe and like make everyone's day. Yeah. Like sometimes they might be going through something in their life where it's, it's like taking over them. Like mm -hmm. it, it, they're just in a different headspace. They're going through something. Um, 
and I you have to like move on. Like mm-hmm. you have to like there's this this mantra that that's been going on in my head recently. Um and it has to do with like celebrate fast and move on, fail fast and move on. Cuz life only moves in one direction. Mm-hmm. So if you dwell so much on like, "Oh, was I like doing something weird to that person? Like why didn't they you know, respond to me?" Then it becomes about you. Yeah. And you like end up when it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I recently saw this thing about uh, how not to take things personal. Yeah. See, now you got me going on a rant, Jack. So <laughs> how not to take things personal is um, this guy was explaining it and he's a referee. So he's like, being a referee, no one likes you. Everyone <laughs> claims everything on you. You get called names. Um, all the blame is on you. And so he started deep diving into how to take, how to not take things personal. He's like, there's two sides of the coin. You have the head side and the tail side. Heads is, it's not you at all. It's mm-hmm. the other person. And you have to like realize that, um, that it's them and then move on. And then it's the other side of the coin, which is, oh, wait, it is you. And it's an opportunity for you to grow, do a little bit of like self-reflection in the moment, um, but have like grace for yourself in Mm -hmm. that growth and not make it so like rigid and like, oh, like, um, and that's been something that's been like huge for me. Mm -hmm. For some reason, being a, an artist and being someone who cares about what people think about him, it like, um, I don't know. It's just like gave me a lot of freedom yeah. to uh, to like explore that and and not take anything that I put out or um, even take feedback too personally. Yeah, and it's like it sounds like you're allowing it to like impact you in a way where you can grow from something if you choose, you know. But you're not so stuck in this idea that it's oh it's all because of me I need to change like you're able to see both sides you're like okay this is partly partly because of that person and their own things their whatever they're going through you know like that's on them but there is like maybe a part in me that I can also see so it's like getting honest with yourself and like being able to evaluate both sides of those things mm. beautifully said mm-hmm. yes I think you yeah totally do you feel like when you are being honest with yourself, like what kind of energy do you feel like flowing through your body mm. when when that is when that is the case? Um, usually it's like relief. A lot like a big sigh of like, wow, I finally admitted that, you know? If there's just something like I feel like for so long I had like kind of lost trust in myself just because like I was consuming so much and I was listening to so much of what society told me to do and what society told me to be. And I was just like, everyone else knew the truth except for me. You know, like I would never tune into myself to ask what I wanted. I would ask everyone else like, oh, what do you want? You know? Um, But when I do finally like tune into myself and be like, what do I need right now? And I'm able to come up with like an honest answer, even if it seems ridiculous, like, oh, you need a nap. Even though like I've got plenty of sleep the night before, like just something stupid like that. Like, just tuning into that and being like, okay, it doesn't need to make logical sense. Like, this is what I'm feeling. So that's how I'm feeling right now. Like, and I'm going to accept that. I'm going to live 
as I'm feeling instead of trying to change everything all the time. Mm. But there's also that balance because like I'm someone who's very growth focused. Um, so it's like finding that balance of like, okay, how can I accept in love where I'm at while also like striving for something more? Mm. That is a balance. Mm -hmm. And that's a balance that's not easy to balance. No, it's not. <laughs> and I hear and I and I, I do know how much you you care about growth mm -hmm. and how focused you are on um you know getting to the best version of yourself and wanting to heal and wanting to put um your time and energy to yourself and and believing that you know investing in yourself is pretty much the best investment you can make totally how have you like gone about that like where do you start like with this whole like growth focused uh, curiosity. Of yeah, yours. that's, that's a good question. Cause I think the first time I ever like dipped my toes into the spiritual world was reading a book called you are a badass. And it's like a very much a gateway to spirituality book, which is cool. Um, like reading it now, everything would feel like second nature. Like it's like things that I've just been li living and breathing for the past, like what, five years, I guess it's been since I like first picked up that book. But at the time, all of the concepts and stuff in that book, like, blew my mind um so like just getting out there just putting yourself out there and like kind of allowing these things to find you in a way like I don't even think I was actively searching for a book to read or anything like that I mean I was I was at the bookstore because that was back before Amazon Prime was a thing but I didn't know what I wanted I just kind of like stumbled in there and I was like self-help I was like hmm I could use some of that <laughs> so, so I went in there and this book just called my name I was like oh it says you're a badass it's for people who who are against self-help that sounds like something I could maybe do you know so I picked up that book because it called my name and then it just like things keep spiraling where oh and then I meet this person and I love like what they're embodying like not just what they're teaching but also like how they're living hmm. is a big thing like when you're picking teachers it's one thing to love the things that they're speaking on to really resonate with like their teachings their practices their tools um, but it's another thing to like really take a look at okay well this is what they're teaching like but can you tell if they're actually practicing what they preach mm. um, and that's something that I think for me at the very beginning of my journey I was learning and I was consuming all of these different like pieces of knowledge and all these different tools but I wasn't necessarily putting them all into action and there was so much like disconnect because it was like but I have all these tools I have all of this stuff like why am I not getting better why am I not being better and it's because you have to like do the work you know you can't like there's only so much you can do by taking in the knowledge like do the work like the growth it's in the actual action of these things mm. and what has that been like for you like physical obtainable like things what what have those things been for you yeah so I think the biggest one is journaling and like just self-reflection um there are so many like questions out there that you wouldn't even think to ask yourself necessarily, but that are so important. Like looking back on how you grew up and how your parents related to you. Um, there's this book that I'm reading now. It's called How to Do the Work. And it's so good. It's like, I've only, I'm only on like chapter three and it's just asking all these different questions that like, there's so many ways that we were shaped and like conditioned that we don't even like realize we were conditioned into because we picked up on it from our like outside world when we were so young. Um, so a lot of times it goes back to like unlearning those things, like recognizing, oh, the reason I do this is because this happened when I was a kid and 
it's not like it immediately like oh you have that light bulb moment so everything changes but like then you have that awareness of it and now next time that voice comes up and says like no Jackie you're not enough you didn't get you got rejected from the talent show three times you know I can like tune in and be like okay I understand like why I'm feeling this way it's because of that moment that happened in the past but that's not my reality right now Mm. so it helps you to like be able to move forward from that because you recognize where those feelings of doubt are coming from Mm. so that's been the biggest one for sure is just like awareness in general and like journaling things out it's almost like going back into the archives of like your personal history yeah like the file cabinets that are stored somewhere in your body or in the subconscious (laughs) and i think questions can be just like you're talking about that book you're a badass can be a gateway into spirituality these questions can be a gateway into some of the unlearning that has to take place for new learning to take place yeah and something that i i've learned i think through my yoga practice is the idea of space Mm -hmm. and like think about your body right now you know your body is you can feel it you can put your hands together your body only takes up so much space your Mm -hmm. brain is only so big in order to really take in new things and learn them um, and have these like uh, what new neuro- neurological yeah. pathways um, be formed. Sometimes you got to like dispose and throw away some of the trash. Mm-hmm. Just like your file cabinet on your computer, you drag it to the trash. Totally. And press empty. Because um, it is like, it's like, in some ways people like to uh, like make the analogy we're like, we're like a machine. We're like the, we're like a computer. And like part of updating your software is going back into like what systems have been running for for a while. Um, And maybe in order to like really go in and and have um, like use this like new model, I need to like go back in and delete some of the old systems. Totally. (laughs) And it's it can be like super uncomfortable because these are the systems you've always ran on. You know, you have to learn a whole new program. Like shit, that's so much work. Mm. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's painful and it's uncomfortable and your ego and you'll, all your thoughts and stuff will do everything in their power to like hold you back from continuing to like get rid of that program. You know, like they're, they're just holding on for dear life. They're like, no change. I don't Cause I know that. that they know that they yeah. know. And then like when you let them go, it's like they're back out into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do in, in those like painful situations or, or scenarios? Yeah. So you just have to recognize like that the healing is necessary, you know, like you can only catapult as high up as you've gone deep. So from my perspective, like you have to do that deep work or you won't be able to fully enjoy like the highs, you know, like you have to uncover and heal those other things. Otherwise, like when you're so happy, you're going to like sabotage it yourself because you have those other like things still buried, you know, like you can't just put a bandaid on it because there's a lot of bandaid fixes that we have these days. But if you put the bandaid on it, like the wound's still there, you know, so it's going to show up in some way or another, especially because our subconscious minds are so clever. But if you're actually like going in there and like digging up the the weeds and like pulling them out and like really getting to the root of the issue, like that's when you can actually clear your mind of those things and have getting, a beautiful garden. Getting to the what of the issue? The root. 
Did I say it funny? Did my Minnesota come out? Totally did. I love it. But no, I I 100% hear you. And I I think that that is the roots are are so important because in essence, like your physical body and like what you're expressing outwardly is it's like a reflection of where your roots are. Mm -hmm. I think as a young male, the ego and how um society and how i've i've like grown up in my life i feel like there is this like root down there and it's not as pretty as the other roots but (laughs) there's this root down there that still is like this people pleaser like looks for gratification and looks for people to say yeah yay yay you did it um and i constantly like try to whack that one away Mm -hmm. but it's like a lizard tail and likes to grow back yeah well and so what the problem is there is that you're trying to get rid of it you know like these things we have to recognize that these like roots these weeds they exist in us for a reason like that thought is trying to keep you safe it's trying to do something you know like so instead of trying to abolish it and like kill it you kind of like have to start making friends with it like okay like here's that thought again i'm trying to please someone like why what's what do you really need from me right now like do i need to get this validation from someone else or am i able to validate myself right now Mm. in this so it's just more about like finding healthier ways to fill that need instead of like pretending that need doesn't exist or trying to get rid of that need yeah instead of bringing out like the the full sledgehammer the the machete (laughs) knife to take the root out it's like, no, what if I go and try to shake the root's hand? Yeah. And be like, you have a peace treaty sign. It's a living, the breathing plant right there. <laughs> oh, I love that, Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to incorporate that. And I feel like, I don't know, I've, I've always felt from you that you have a, um, an incredible way of making people feel seen and heard. Um, that's what I felt the first time we, we shared the mic together. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's great at holding space for people. And I feel this isn't a prophecy. <laughs> I, pr- <laughs> I promise. I promise. <laughs> this isn't even a future tell. Um, but the way you go about your life and like how much you're putting into yourself is for a purpose. Yeah. And I think it's because your calling in your life is to be that for other people. Mm -hmm. That something is going to happen in your life where you're going to have this very, you're going to have this higher calling to go out and and, and, um, help people in that way. Like go through, um, it's like being a healer. I yeah. guess you would call it like mm-hmm. a, I don't know if you call it like a spiritual healer, spiritual um, director or mentor, mm-hmm. mentor um, in that way. But I definitely see that like you kind of growing into more of where the student becomes like the teacher. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, that's like ultimately the dream, you know, is to be able to like take this stuff that I'm learning and be able to share it with someone else, you know, share it with the world share it with anyone who like wants to listen because for me like having surface level conversations with people like I'm not great at that honestly like 
when people ask me how I am and I'm having a rough week, even if it's someone who like just wants me to say good, like it's not, it's not in my bones to say good. Like I'm going to tell you how it's going. That's just who I am as a person. Um, but I, I want to be someone who can like hold that space for other people and inspire people to do the work for themselves. Cause a lot of times people are like, why are you focusing so much on yourself? And it's like, because like the more full I am, the more that I can do this healing work on myself, like the more that I can like show up in the world and heal others. Mm. It's kind of a mic drop right there, Jack. I'm being serious. <laughs> to have that perspective and to be able to speak from that place is really powerful because you're not, you're like looking at it, you're healing and looking at the stuff that you're doing with this like greater perspective, this yeah. like up to something bigger. You're like, I want to be so authentically in my skin that I can go out and really um, be an advocate and be a sense of, of inspiration. And you can't tell people or give someone the tools if you haven't tried the tools totally. on yourself, you know? And mm -hmm. that's, I feel like in a way you're in this season or, or part in your life where you're continuing to try on so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, so then you can experience them. I always like think in my own head, it's like sometimes I feel like God just wants me to experience so many freaking things. So then I'm able to connect with like more people. 100%. And yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. Cause like all of the people that I've been drawn to, all of the like people I've worked with and who have taught me things like, have been people that I've resonated with, you know, like I saw something in myself in them. Mm. Um, and that's been why I've wanted to work with them, you know, because they have like, they've been where I am. They mm. understand what I'm going through. And that's so much better than having someone who's like, they have all the degrees in the world, but they haven't experienced it at all. You know, like me, I see someone like that and I'm like, yeah, you have all these, this knowledge, but like, you don't understand. And whereas when you're actually in the shit with these people and you've gone through it, you can say, I understand. Mm. I've been there. I see you. I was you, you know? And that's where the healing comes in. This is real life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just, we're just spitting. And I was thinking in my head, like, dang, we're being like very authentic and vulnerable. Scary as rats. <laughs> <laughs> it is i think in a lot of ways um and then the other side of the pendulum it's like who cares you can only do this <laughs> life thing one time might as well be authentic with, totally. with people and give them like and i mean like what what's it worth if you do if you're loved by everyone in the world but it's not actually you you know like if you're mm. not being authentic that means nothing so it's like just be yourself some people won't like you and that's okay That's okay. Whoever is is listening mm -hmm. um, and has listened to you in this podcast, do you have any closing thoughts for, for that person? Yeah, just really prioritize that relationship with yourself. Get to know yourself like on a deep, intimate level. That's you are a person you are going to spend the rest of your life with and you will be a much more person, pleasant person for everyone else in your life if you like can really connect in with yourself and you can understand your needs and you can understand your desires and you can understand like who you really are at your core you get your values like once you have a solid foundation and like solid identity of who you are you're able to show up so much better for everyone else around you so it's so worth it to do the work even if it's uncomfortable even if you resist it with all your might 
like use that healing to allow you to create if we're going to go back to you know the whole like concept of this podcast to create a life that is authentically you dope (laughs) (laughs) that is it for this episode thank you so much again for tuning in you can find jackie on instagram at j strees that's j s t r e e z She's always sharing more about her journey and things that she is learning. Now, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by a freestyle session with me. Alright, we're going to end this podcast a little differently. (laughs) Um, I've never freestyled on a podcast let alone my own podcast, and I'm a little nervous, so I'm putting it at the end. So if you're still here, there you go. Okay. These are thoughts in my head. Yeah, they coming out. You know, I got my fear. Yeah, I got my doubt, but I do the work. Yeah, it seems super wacky. I got friends over there like my friend Jackie. She's got wisdom, and yeah, I take it to heart. You don't know a finish unless you start with doing the work. And yet I'm the clerk. Can't you see that I'm late? Late to work. I say work twice. I roll the dice. I take my chances. I'm like a rapper unwrapped. And then I got dances all around my head. And yes, I see them go. People call me Fletch, but they check my flow. And then I got some sketchers on because I'm sponsored by New Balance. Does that make sense? But can you check my new balance in my bank account? Yeah, I got a count. I'm always on the game and you know I pull out. I got a Girl Scout cookie. Yes, I am a rookie, but I just went and shot it because I'm Ferris Bueller hookie. Oh, yeah. I am sandwich. That's it, guys. (laughs) Oh, my lens. I don't know what just came out. (laughs) Cool beans, though. Cool beans.